This is CliffCentral.com. No strings attached. Here's all you need to know about walking your dog on or off the leash. Welcome to Pause for Thought, brought to you by PetHeaven.ca.za, your one-stop online pet shop. Pet Heaven's scheduled deliveries will not only save you time and money, but will take all the hassle out of remembering to buy pet food. Go to PetHeaven.co.za now and sign up to the newsletter to get the best deals on a wide selection of toys, treats and accessories. So let's chat all about walking your dog. And do you do it on the leash, off the leash? Is off the leash something we aspire to? The perfect person to speak to about this is Kathy Clayton, renowned dog trainer in South Africa. So how do we train our dogs firstly to behave on leash? Yes, that will start obviously by going to training, um, leash training your dog so that it can walk nicely. The... Um, the thing these days is most people don't want anything on the dog's neck, so they're now going into harnesses, absolutely fine, except dogs pull on a harness, and they really pull. I see these people down, going down the street, and the dog is like 10, 10 meters in front of them, and the dogs, the owners are being pulled. Yeah, You can teach a dog not to pull on a harness, but because it's comfortable, they tend to do it, and then people let them. Because, yeah, the first thing that tends to happen is your dog pulls on the collar yes. and ends up coughing and choking sure. with an irritable yeah. um, tracky, mm. and you just think... You know, perhaps it'll be more comfortable having the harness. And sure. I always thought that was the logical route. Mm. And that's where it is today. But when yeah. it feels, oh, I can't put anything on, on, on the neck. You can train a dog to walk nicely on a harness and on, on something on their neck. Obviously, we do not use choke chains. Those went out with the arc. We do not use choke chains. Mm-hmm. We do use these days something called a training collar, a martingale collar. It's a bit of um, webbing and it's got a tiny bit of chain which makes the noise, but it never actually will choke, choke a dog yeah. like a choke chain. There are also non-pull harnesses you can get that fit the body and then if they pull it becomes a bit uncomfortable. And then another thing we use quite a lot in my training is something called a head collar, a halt T, which goes over the dog's muzzle, under the chin. Um, if the dog pulls, it just gently turns the head to the side right. and then they, they learn not to pull. Okay. But everything's done with rewards. So if the dog mm. is pulling, you stop, you stand still, or you gently turn the head, or, or sometimes you can attach a lead in the front of their chest. There are some harnesses there with the front chest. Mm-hmm. And then when they pull, it sort of turns them around. The minute the dog stops pulling in that, you give a treaty, you say, good dog, let's walk nicely. But certainly you shouldn't be being pulled off your feet with yeah, any dog. Yeah. Uh, just going back to that like that muzzle yes. type collar. Uh, no, don't call it a muzzle. <laughs> no, it's not a muzzle. <laughs> it's called a halty. It's a it, halty. It, yes. Think of a horse's muzzle. Because I've seen people with yes. animals like that with their dogs like that and yes. I presumed, oh that must be a muzzle. No, that's no. the big thing. Everybody says, Oh, dog's on a muzzle. Yeah. It is the kindest and nicest way you can walk a dog because all it is is going over the dog's nose and under the chin and when the dog pulls it just gently turns the head to the side yeah okay and it's not a muzzle and it it comes from the horse's halter um obviously doesn't go in the dog's mouth but it works really 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 well okay okay so we've got the differences between leads harnesses um what about retractable leads oh i don't like those (laughs) well i think you probably i mean the basis of training Animal behaviorism mm. is that you're in control, right? Yes. The problem with those retractable leads is is, is it's dangerous. Mm. We've had people with tiny dogs on these retractable
retractables, and then they they can pull the dog off the off their feet. Off their feet, yeah. We've had people yeah. that have let go, and those big handle parts go boom into the dog, and uh, yeah, not nice. And then some people who've grabbed the actual. Uh, part uh, the lead part, which is just a round piece of rope, it's sort of thin, thing, yeah. and it's thin and mm. it's sore. So I don't like them. Yeah, I really don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had my own experiences with them. Um, again, with the little minpin, mm. I, I I just couldn't keep up with them. Yes. So I thought, let me just get one of these where he can have a bit more free reign in a free mm. park. Mm. But uh, but before you know it, you're running into trees and other Absolutely. people and. Mm. It's just really, they're quite difficult to drive and manage. Very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Um, okay, so let's talk about different places that you would walk your dog. Right. So you, you could possibly do some lead training at home. It yes. happened on the driveway. Yes. Then you go into a quiet street and you try and do it up and down. Obviously, you don't want to go somewhere where there are dogs behind gates going, wah, 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 and mm. your dog's trying to react to it, either scared or trying to go back. You need to sort of find a quieter place to do it. Mm-hmm. But my big thing is you never let a dog off the lead until you know that you can get it back again. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. need a reliable recall so that when you say come, the dog comes charging back to you. And I always say to people, whenever you go out with your dog, take masses of treats with you mm-hmm. and high value treats, treats that are really nice that the dog says, you know what, I'll leave what I'm doing and come back to my owner because I'm going to get a nice treaty for mm-hmm. it. So obviously the first time you would even attempt once you feel ready mm-hmm. and once you feel that the dog is ready mm-hmm. to take him off the lead mm-hmm. would be in a park perhaps where you know that there is secure fencing all yes. around. Um, it's not filled with dogs that are running around like Correct. mad. It's, it's a quiet time. Exactly what Your I was going can, to say. can hear you if you mm-hmm. call to him. Mm. Please do not go for the first time to the most crowded park you can find and say, there you are, darling, you can go off lead. You're going to either terrify the living daylights out of your dog or you're going to have a dog that you're not going to get back because it's so social. It says, hello, goodbye, you know, bye, mom, I'm going to say hello to the other dogs. So, yes, go to a quiet place, do it quietly. I often say to people, drop the lead in the beginning so that you've got something to grab hold of if you need to get your dog back. Mm. And it's so important to be careful what other dogs are in the park. Yeah, I mean, some parks can really be quite hectic. It's almost like a, a one big animal-human treadmill, yes. all yes. going in the same circle in the same direction. And even then, it can become confusing. Um, uh, with my dog, he he is trained to to be off lead, mm. but with him being so little, I lost sight of him. Yes, and um, shame. He was actually quite good. He went to the middle of the circle and just stood there and looked for me. Well, that that's very good. Yeah, because he, it's frightening. It's for very a panicking. Dog, yeah, but any dog, it can be absolutely mm. horrendously frightening for 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 dogs. And I do have a problem with with large dog parks, as they call mm-hmm. them, because you get the people who say. It's fine. Let your dog off lead. They must sort it out. They'll know what to do. No, you can really, really make a a dog scared in Mm -hmm. that sort of situation. If it's the first time in a place and you take the lead off and a dog comes bounding up to it, Mm -hmm. very scary. And you can, you can ruin a dog. You put in all that groundwork at puppy training and then you can ruin a dog. There is the belief that people say, no, dogs are better off lead. Well, yes and no. Sometimes a dog is on a lead for a reason. And if a dog is on a lead and the, the owner's saying, please just leave me alone, leave my dog alone. No, your dog will be far better off. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is, is not the way to go. And it's just a, it's a human trait almost 
to want to have that feeling that your dog will follow you around no matter what. Mm. Oh, look at my dog. He doesn't go anywhere. He, you know, I can go for a jog on the beach mm. and he stays by my side. Well, some dogs do. Some do. And you feel really proud and it, yeah. it seems like something to aspire towards. But not all. Exactly. And not, not all breeds mm. either. Exactly. And I, I again, it, it's always the owners. It's it's mm-hmm. not the dogs. You can sort out a lot of things with, with the dogs, but not with the owners. And, you know, there are people that their dogs are not friendly and they would just like to walk on the side far away and just be left alone. And then you get their other dogs racing up towards you, that dog. And the owner's saying, don't worry, my dog is friendly. Mm-hmm. And the owner's saying, my dog is not. Yeah. You know, it, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, completely out of so control. So these people with the friendly breeds, I call them the Goldens and the Labs yeah. and that, you know, it's not great for your dog to be running up to every other dog. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I really, really, really don't yeah. like it. It's a big issue that I have. You know, they, you know there are even um, some problems where you, you see people bringing tiny puppies mm. to um, animal parks. Yes. And some of them haven't been neutered. Yes. They're carrying around all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these dogs are now making contact, physical yeah. contact with yeah. each other. So it's not all yeah. fun and games. There's no, lots to consider. Some dog parks are fabulous, but some of them are horrendous because of the other owners that are causing all the, all the problems. Yeah. And I really believe that an owner must stand up for their dog. And if you feel that there's a problem with you, that you're worried about your dog, stand up for it. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to these know-it-alls that, that tell you, oh, take your dog off a lead or my dog will come and be friendly. Your dog is now intimidating that dog Mm -hmm. you need to stand up for that dog yeah you really do okay so um obviously walking in a park as well um or on a sort of a nature trail Mm. or in a botanical garden etc they're things to consider like the time of the day the heat Mm. whether or not you have water and a a receptacle for for the animal to drink water out of yes are his feet going to be too hot on certain bricks or tar? Absolutely. You've got to take all those things in, into consideration. And obviously, from, from about 10 to 2, maybe even to 3 in our summers, it's very hot. And those dogs don't go on tar. Don't go on some, as you say, some surfaces are really hot for a, for a dog. Mm-hmm. And always, if you are going on a hike, obviously, you take your water, your water bowl, and you can get these all-in-one yep. water bowls and water containers. Um, take it with you. Yeah. And be very, very careful. I was driving just along the road one day and I saw a woman peering at a dog that was lying on the, on the pavement and it was a hot morning. I knew exactly what had happened. This yeah. dog had collapsed. Mm-hmm. Stopped my car. It was a Boston Terrier. Of course, they have the breathing Short problems and that. Passages. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, my dog's collapsed. And I said, heat stroke. And there were some sprinklers on. I put it under the sprinkler, got wet. And took the woman home and I said, you cannot run with a dog at this time of day. Yeah. They weren't aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. Even um, a staffy that I grew up with, mm. he, he was well trained and um, exercised well and walked well. And it was an overcast afternoon. Yep. He went for his usual walk, came back with this, this breathing mm-hmm. issue, especially because of the, the short nasal yep. passages. And he passed away. Yeah, I know. Um, it happens much quicker than you think, and, and also exactly. because the animal's so eager to please and to keep going, mm-hmm. to keep following you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a human will just say, "I've had enough. You can carry on. I'm going to sit down." Dogs are always trying to please yeah. us. Yeah. So where else do we walk walk our dogs? We walk them in the streets, mm. but you know, as a pedestrian, you should be walking on the right hand side of the road. 
Do you now, is that the best place to walk your dog as well? Do you tend you to stick to the right side of the road or does it really not matter? In, in training classes, we tend to always teach people to walk with the dog on the left-hand side. And then I get people who say, I run or I walk and I want my dog on the right-hand side. Fine. So you can teach your dog to walk on both sides and you choose whichever side of the pavement you want to walk or run with your dog. Obviously, you're trying to keep the dog away from, from cars. So mm-hmm. you just keep it where it's going to be safer. Yeah. And you just teach the dog which side to, to be on. I tend to try and stick to the right side of the road when I'm walking my dog, mm. purely because then he can see oncoming cars mm. and he's he's not so close to the pavement, close to the road if we're on yes. the left. Yes. Um, because sometimes I find if there's a noisy truck or, or, yes. or a motorbike, he gets a fright, he can't see it's behind him and he mm. tends to just dart anyway that exactly. he wants to. And that is coming back to that leash, being on and off leash. I would be very careful about ever taking a dog off-leash on the road Mm -hmm. because they can get a fright so quickly. It doesn't matter how well-trained that dog is. They get a quick fright, boom, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're aiming for a dog that walks well on a lead. And as far as I understand, that's called loose lead walking. Mm. Are there any other tips that we we can take into consideration when trying to keep that lead slack? Again, that comes with training. You're saying to the dog, if if you're behaving next to me, the lead is nice and loose. If they go forward, I usually say to people, stop, stand dead still. Don't allow act, a act dog. like a tree. <laughs> yeah, don't allow the dog to continually pull you on. So you stop and you wait. And the dog learns, okay, I didn't get anywhere. Starts coming back to you, say, good boy, you came back to me. Let's go on again. I often say to people, dog is pulling like the clappers to get where it wants to go. Mm-hmm. Turn around and go in the opposite direction. <laughs> And the dog suddenly, hang on, I'm not going anywhere. And you could do a little bit of this, I'm going this way, I'm going that way, I'm going this way, I'm going Mm -hmm. that way. Dogs are very quick to learn that if I walk and I behave this way, it's going to be rewarding. And you do it with lots of treats, bribery and corruption. (laughs) There's a a trend at the moment I'm picking up on YouTube um, with the title, I Let My Dog Walk Me Where It Mm. Wanted To. And people are walking on a slack lead and going on their usual walks and usual routes, but for for a time now, rather allowing the dog to choose whether it wants to go left or right and just just sussing out where he really wants to go to instead of always being in a rush to be on the same path. And sometimes he might want to go to the beach that day and other times he might want to go towards the train station. That's all. It's wonderful in theory. <laughs> in theory. Um, doesn't always work because, as you say, we're in a rush and we really want to walk this dog. But yeah. I do say to people, remember that the walk is for the dog, not for the owner. Mm-hmm. And you get these owners. I think it's so sad when I see people walking dogs and they are marching down the street and the dog's going, I really want to smell that bush. Yes. And they, you know, went past. So, yes, the, the walk is for the dog. But it's not always practical to Mm. go where the dog wants to go. Yeah, exactly. We don't all have that amount of time. To finish off, frequently asked questions about pets with trainer and behaviorist Kathy Clayton. Rescue dogs are all damaged. No, they're not. There's some fantastic rescue dogs that have sadly landed up in rescue for through no fault of their own. They, their owner might have died. Uh, the owner might be relocating. doesn't mean that they're damaged. Sadly, yes, there are lots of, of rescue dogs that have had a lot of trauma in their life or problems, um, but it doesn't mean that they're damaged. They can come right with a lot of love and attention. 
I can give my dog human drugs. No. I know particularly like aspirin, there are some forms of, I don't know whether it's disprin or aspirin. I can't think offhand which one it is. They're particularly dangerous to dogs. So, no, I would never give a dog human drugs. Go to the vet, get what the vet suggests. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pause for Thought, brought to you by petheaven.co.za. Never run out of pet food again with Pet Heaven's super convenient scheduled deliveries. Shop today and get 20% off your first scheduled delivery of premium pet products to your door. This is CliffCentral.com.